0: Welcome back to the Modern Old School Training Podcast. I'm Aaron King with Coach Bob King as usual. And today's topic is a good one. We are talking about injury prevention. And this is an important topic for a couple of different reasons. I think there's two main paths we want to really take this. One, what can you be doing for injury prevention? What is it? What is something you need to add to your program? And two, what are some of the misconceptions about injury prevention? And why is it something that we have to be aware of when thinking about training programs, when coaches are thinking about writing, when you're thinking about Identifying who is going to be your coach or what is the program you're going to adopt, what you can do, what you can't do, and all those different things. So, injury prevention is the topic today. And Coach King, I'm going to let you kind of jump it off because you know there's a lot of misnomers. I'll just kind of let you run with it.
1: Well, the, uh, I'm glad we're doing this because uh, first of all, uh, I never use that myself. Injury prevention is uh, is not accurate. Uh, I'd like to think that in our training programs we do that. First of all, we can't measure that. Uh, We can't say that an athlete was running and jumping or doing whatever. And had they not been fast and strong, they would have blown their knee. We can't say that. But we do know that well-conditioned athletes, elite athletes, junior athletes get hurt. And so my goal is not to prevent injury. It's just to offset them. And I'll explain that in a minute. But here's here's the catch point. If you say to a parent or an athlete, something, 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 and injury prevention, That they're going to latch on to that. And so it's not only a physical impossibility, it can be a mental, mentally debilitating because we, you told me I wasn't ever going to get hurt. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, a, a client of mine was telling me about a, an athlete. I've had a full ride scholarship in soccer, a female athlete who broke a bone in her foot. I didn't understand it, but something where he had said they came out and said, well, she won't ever play soccer again. Mm. Don't know that that's true or not, but the point is she got hurt. Right. Soccer players are innately in shape. Uh, this this is just one of those things. Um, uh, something happened. She got her foot caught and stepped on. That has nothing to do with training. That is sports. Uh, athletes have gotten hurt in the weight room. And it's just unfortunate that uh, I think over the last 40 years, we've had one or two just you know accidents, but you get hurt. And so the point f- from listeners is like I will not tell anybody – that I can prevent injuries. If I'm asked, I will say, "Well, I can't." Now, all that said, we need to qualify this conversation by saying we also can't measure how many we did offset because the athlete was quick enough to get out of the way of what have been right. a catastrophic injury. Uh, we can't. Um, we can't say that um, you know you can only play. We'd we like to solve for X. You know, how many steps are you going to take before something happens? Right. All of my years in the pro game, in the soccer, NFL, NBA, I learned several different th- things about athletes and their bodies. Number one, you only get one body. That's your asset. You better take care of it. Therefore, strength and conditioning is vital. So that's for everybody listening to understand why should you train. You get one asset. Secondly, longevity is a key. And we want to be sure and say, if we can add career years to your career in the pros, for example, that's dollars, of course. The next thing is in the pros, in many, many cases, it's not a matter if if you have surgery, but when you have surgery, things break. It's just the nature of sports. Uh, And I'm not just talking football because I, I have that background but in soccer, in hockey, in tennis, and I had a, you know, one of my tennis players did something on the court and ruptured ACL. And it's like, how did that happen? It just does. Now this, all that said, in terms of injuries, we think that our strength conditioning programs and the training that we do will help you minimize the extent of the injury we think that our strength and conditioning will help you recover faster because of the, the groundwork and the basis you already have. Mm-hmm. And then we think that once you are in a strength and conditioning program that's effective, your return to the game will be quicker.
0: Right. All right, so we are streaming this live on YouTube. So if you guys are watching, if you have questions, we're gonna be doing more of this for a little Q&A as they come up. Uh, so guys, if you have any questions, get them in. Um, so, you know, that's the the thing. So you have an athlete that might tear ACL. Mm-hmm. and. You know, you, you see some of these guys on the field. I'll use uh, Sean Lee as an example in the NFL yes. for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that guy probably trains as hard as anyone. Right. Uh, he has every resource, but the guy can't stay healthy. Whereas you have other guys like a Frank Gore in the NFL who has been <laughs> won't go away. Won't go away. <laughs> Ray Lewis. Just you think of guys who are unbreakable. Right. And so sometimes there's that genetic predisposition that plays a big factor into injury very prevention. big. Um, and I think when it comes to talking about soccer, the conditioning element, if you I think i'm gonna go backwards actually and talk about that first point there's kind of two ways we want to talk about this podcast is one uh the things you can do but with injury prevention i think that there is such a buzzword around it a lot of coaches already or they not already they have to use it Uh in their methodology in their training to sell and i think that any coach that is good and and is doing those things already it's Mm -hmm. Injury prevention is baked into their program because they're doing all the things that they know right. an athlete needs from a comprehensive approach. As so long as buzzword. you
1: understand it yeah. and understand the context, um, uh, I'm not—you know—I'm not saying it's not possible. I just don't know how to measure it. And then when it when an injury occurs, then you you didn't prevent it. But there's a degree of 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 truth to this matter where I'm not going to be hurt as much because I can almost guarantee you if you're out of shape, uh, you're weak you're probably going to get hurt right. so the antithesis is get in shape get strong you won't get hurt and then volume i mean you just start you run so much you lift so much you play so much the volume is going to wear the, the body down so what is that balance so if we're looking at volume of uh, strength
0: speed conditioning but then you start looking at some of the traditional what you would categorize as prehab right uh, right you know pre the those Injury preventative type things. You know, those are things that we do anyway with cuff and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just a part of that, you know, keeping your tendons and everything and just trying to. Well, where we're,
1: going, where we're going is what you just finished with is the smaller muscles. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And so what happens is, um, in, I'll just say, just in weight training, uh, the, the certain lifts, the deadlifts and the power cleans and the bench press, you really have to take care of your rotator cuff. Right. Um, it seemed like when I was coaching football, my linebackers tended to have the most shoulder damage because they would go up in there and stuff the hole. And uh, and if that rotator cuff is not strong, it's going to move that shoulder joint around. Right. Uh, so prehab, I, you know, I don't want to be picky on everything except for it almost anticipates injury because yeah. rehab is coming back. And so, as you mentioned, we in our program do cuffing stuff, which allows you to. Handle all the areas that could be the weak link in the chain, rotator cuff, flexibility, uh, core, um, just certain areas where you think you're most stressed. I know uh, baseball, tennis are real sensitive to that rotator cuff, of course, but everybody needs it.
0: It's and it, There's a big element of what not to do is as important as what to do. And so when we talk about adding the rotator cuff and the myofascia and the, mm-hmm. the, those, those little modalities, but, you know, I go back to my playing days where I was a long snapper and so for me I was always taking
1: care of my Elbows yeah, my
0: lateral epicondyle, making yeah. sure that el- you know the elbow stayed intact. And that was a major problem for, me for my career because I trained like a linebacker or a safety, yeah. but I built up a lot of tendonitis through yeah. that motion. And so by backing off of Olympics and the catches, mm-hmm. it really helped me with my just longevity in the sense of everything I did on the preventative side, preventative actually had more of an effect because I was having to recover from less stress in the weight room. So by scaling down. That,
1: that's I think you just really summarized all the, the aspects of training very well. Because very simply, more is not better. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know of really a, a male that's ever come in the weight room who hadn't, has not said I can do more. Mm-hmm. Would, don't. Um, what we find over time is once your body's been exposed to a stress... It, it programs in. And so we did this, uh, several times during our summer program where we rotated the stressors. And so what we ended up doing, I just, I didn't really think I was taking a gamble, but I did the Olympics once a week. We would do, uh, uh whatever combinations we had, the power cleans, hang cleans, front squat into a push press, those kind of things, because we're doing bench press, we're doing back squats, we're doing other exercises that, that Highlight those muscles that are used in the Olympics. So the body already gets the neuromuscular kind of, uh, you know, conditioning for it and the training for it. So, what we're going to do is pull back on that stress. Mm-hmm. We cannot let the weight room be a source of injuries because it's just, you, when do you ever recover? So, we're going to lift, recover, lift, recover instead of just grind, grind, grind. And so we rotate everything in and out. We call it cuffing stuff because the list is so long. So, I'm going to use a random number of 10. If we have ten, which we have more than, if we have ten things we can do in cuff and stuff, let's say we do five, and then next time we take off two and add three and do six, and then we add and we rotate them in and out because the body is familiar with it and responds quickly. Right. If you're coming off an injury, we recondition. If you're coming new into training, we do more volume because we have to imprint that into the in the nervous system and the muscles. So once you're a veteran uh, athlete, now when I say veteran in terms of training, I talk a year. I mean, we, we think 366 days is magic. And so once you get into our program, maybe go off to school and come back a year later, you're really into it now. And the body's familiar. It, it's got all the cues set. And so all these things that we've been trying to do, we can't do everything, every workout. You don't have to. So we don't let the weight room become a source of accumulated stress that can lead to injury. So going off of that now, uh, you know, with
0: with the injury prevention we usually think of those the soft tissue injuries or mm-hmm. the the rolled ankles and things like that which some are preventable in the sense of the conditioning element but some are just if you, if you get a, someone landing on you yeah. or roll then there's not much you can do but what does high speed training let's talk about that okay so, you know i see a lot of uh, spring trainings and mm-hmm. those fall camps they kick off that you'll have hamstrings You'll have low backs. You'll have these uh, these things where you can tell that the high-speed conditioning or the high-speed element might not have been incorporated. Right. right. Uh,
1: think in balance. Mm-hmm. If you want to prevent injuries in a real sense, be balanced. And so if you're uh, – some programs I've seen uh, visiting high schools and stuff, and they'll have their whiteboard workouts on there. Right. Uh, and it just depends. That coach may just be in love with uh, – quad work. We're going to squat and then we're going to deadlift and we're going to leg extend. And it's like, um, I'm looking for the hamstrings in here somewhere and I don't see it. Uh, so there's an imbalance. And I was, I was coaching in a school where that was the problem. I came in and he was a, uh, you know, powerlifting was going to make the program and uh, make the football program stronger. No, no pun intended because it did. I, I was the track coach and I was having to deal with hamstring pulls. It's like, guys, you know, let's, pull back so we have short strides and pulled hamstrings so um squatting is not bad more is not better again guys if you have any questions on youtube we only have a few more minutes before we are done
0: with this episode so if you have any questions get them in um obviously we're going to have this recorded it'll be on youtube it'll be on soundcloud it'll be on itunes uh, so you can find this podcast in all those places, but we're going to do more live streams. So if you have a question on YouTube, guys, put it down in those comments. That's why I keep looking down. I'm looking for those comments right now. Um, okay, so what's kind of I uh, I don't want to say like a Ten Commandments because that list is a little bit longer. Yes. What's a few tips that you can give uh, folks to take with them? If they do want to at least incorporate something, if they're, if they're mm-hmm. trying to be... because. You know we say that if you're doing a comprehensive training program the injury prevention is baked in Yeah. but if you're not doing the program what is something that you shouldn't you know
1: yeah the, that could be an what you want to think of is um consistency number one i did it so i'm good not not for a month but you know each time right. and so um I think the thing to remember are the uh, the connectors, so for example, we talk about the your your abdominals or your core is the connector between the upper and lower body. keep it strong uh the rotator cuff is is the connector between the the torso and the limb, so you know keep those things um, in mind because they're not extra, they're part of. Right. And it's. Um, they're not accessories, they're part of. So the things that we're talking about in a cuff and stuff or uh, hope to prevent is, is the prevention part of it comes in the fact that, well, if you had done it, you probably would have missed that injury. Right. You know, I just wore out my shoulder. Yeah, it was weak because the rotator cuff and you get an orthopedic exam and they say you need to strengthen your rotator cuff. Well, that's on you. So uh, negligence is probably the biggest or adherence is really the biggest flaw in people's minds about how to sustain their programs and and ward off injuries, we'll call call it.
0: All right. You heard it. Uh, so if you have
1: any questions,
0: again, I'm going to try to buy some time for you here in this last few seconds. But uh, if you want some training programs, uh, TheMost.fit is where Coach King is writing everything. Um, and of course, you can train with him in Dallas, Texas, if you are in the area. Um, just create a free account at TheMost.fit. Uh, you can chat there. but We have training programs there. We send out Speed Daily every week. So you can get all of that uh, with the training programs and different offers that are coming out. Um, but other than that, Uh, we're just going to be here making more more information if you have questions if you still in fact if you have a question leave it below so just because you didn't get to it live leave it below we'll get to it next time just on the bottom and we'll even answer it uh, just typing if we can as well um, which we obviously can (laughs) so uh, leave your questions Um, you can follow me at deep snap on twitter and instagram ask questions there coach kings on twitter and instagram as Coach Bob King, uh, again, training at the most.fit. But any final words, anything I left out before we sign off?
1: Not at all, but just train hard, train smart.
0: All right, you heard it. So uh, we'll talk to you next time Modern Old School Training.